Don't adjust those dials, but definitely turn up the volume because you're now listening to Mayo Radio. What is up, guys? Welcome, welcome, huge, huge welcome to the very first episode of Mayo Radio. My name is Madison, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about whatever I want because it's my podcast, not yours. Alrighty, guys, I am so thrilled to finally be bringing this podcast to life. Um, It's something I've been thinking about for a few months now, and I finally just bit the bullet and dove in head first. So this is episode one. We're so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I've been lucky enough to learn about the podcast world from my lovely co-hosts over at The Rush of Fear, um, which is under the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast feed. Um, lovingly referred to as the UUOP. Um, I've been working with them for almost three years now. Uh, I did a bit of like blogging um, for the UUOP for a while and then uh, co-hosted a few episodes of the main podcast and then was lucky enough to be um, chosen to be one of the three co-hosts on the Halloween Horror Nights Rush of Fear podcast. It's been so much fun. (laughs) Definitely plug that later on. And yes, I will still be working on the Rush of Fear. I will still be working with the UUOP. But now I have my own podcast to ramble on and on and on about whatever I feel like rambling on about. Um, Yeah, we're super excited. I also, I should probably tell you all how I came up with the name for my podcast. Um, So M-A-O are my full initials. Um, And when I was younger, I used to be made fun of because when you put my initials together, it sounds like mayo, like mayonnaise. Um, So when I was trying to come up with a name, I had asked a few people, I was like, hey, if I start a podcast, what do you think the name of it would be? And like, I really love their answers, but none of them felt kind of like personal, I guess. And since this is my podcast where I talk about whatever I want, um, I did kind of want it to be a more personal name. So I was actually sitting on my lifeguard stand at work one day, kind of just my mind was wandering, focusing on my water. um, And the name Mayo Radio just kind of like popped into my head. And after thinking about it for a while, I was like, oh, okay, I can actually really dig this. I started to see like podcast cover art come into my head. I was like, all right, this might actually work. So one thing led to another, and here we are, Mayo Radio. <laughs> um, I really enjoy it. So honestly, that's all that matters. Um, most of my interests that we're going to be talking about on this show lie within the theme park world, Disney Universal, um, the world of film and filmmaking. I'm actually getting a second degree right now through Disney Aspire in film production technology with the hopes of working in the film industry kind of once things uh, straighten out a little bit in a post-COVID world. Um, I also really enjoy Marvel, Star Wars, all the nerdy things. Um, We'll be talking about life advice. We'll be talking about books, um, Halloween Horror Nights, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And I promise that every episode will be different and exciting. Um, And I'm also going to have some guest stars on occasionally, depending on people's schedules, um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a great time. 
Um, so coming around to what this episode is actually going to be about, I had a few ideas regarding kind of what I wanted my first episode to be. Um, and I was mostly thinking because the Loki series just came out and I am completely obsessed with it. And so are a few of my friends. I was like, Ooh, okay, let's talk about that for my first episode, but schedules didn't work out. Um, so I was like, okay, that one can wait for a later time, but we're still going to do it. And then I was like, ooh, the Black Widow movie. Let's talk about that one. Um, but once again, I do want other people on that episode discussing it with me. So that one's going to be later on as well. But then, <laughs> then the God of Gods, Netflix, released the entire Twilight Saga on to the Netflix streaming service. And I was like, this is it. This is what I have to talk about for my very first episode of Mayo Radio. Uh, so without further ado, episode one, the Twilight Saga fandom and how it shaped my life and yours. You're impossibly fast. And strong. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. Your eyes change color. And sometimes you speak like, like you're from a different time. You never eat or drink anything. You don't go out in the sunlight. How old are you? Seventeen. How long have you been 17? A while. <laughs> I know what you are. that scene will forever make me laugh, especially now as an adult, knowing full well that I used to do that scene for myself and by myself in my room, fully dressed in my Bella Swan, almost movie accurate outfit that I made because I was that kind of just ridiculous... <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous fan like it you would think that it would embarrass me but honestly like the twilight fandom like we're gonna i'm gonna talk more about this in a in a little bit but like the twilight fandom really did shape me as a person and as the like nerd that i am proud to be today um this was the start of it. Like I, I read Harry Potter as a kid, um, saw all the Harry Potter movies, but I was never 
Don't get me wrong. I love Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. Talk about Harry Potter till the cows come home. But there is something about Twilight and the Twilight fandom specifically that like it was my stepping off point. Like it was it was my intro to to so much. <laughs> it's just so so much. Um yeah, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um starting off, let's talk about some just facts about the Twilight Saga, both books and movies and um their release dates and things like that, just to kind of remind us about how all of this started. <laughs> uh because doing research on this, I don't think I realized actually how much money the Twilight movies made in comparison to um, like other movies and other movie trilogies that were coming out either before, during, or after kind of this this 2008 to 2012 uh, range of time. Um, so firstly, we have to start with the original book, Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. It was released on October 5th of 2005. Um, and the description on Stephanie's website reads, Isabella Swan's move to Forks, a small, perpetually rainy town in Washington, could have been the most boring move she ever made. But when she meets the mysterious and alluring Edward Cullen, Isabella's life takes a thrilling and terrifying turn. Up until now, Edward has managed to keep his vampire identity a secret in the small town he lives in. But now, nobody's safe, especially Isabella, the person Edward holds most dear. <laughs> uh, the lovers find themselves balanced precariously on the point of a knife between desire and danger. Deeply romantic and extraordinarily <laughs> suspenseful, Twilight captures the struggle between defying our instincts and satisfying our desires this is a love story with a bite wow Whew. yikes on bikes <laughs> i also really love how in this entire description she's referred to as isabella even though pretty much she's bella like she's bella swan that's it also this first book was not as steamy as this description is making it out to be. Like, they kissed, like, what, twice in that first book? Right? I'm not... I, <laughs> it's been a while since I've actually read the books as opposed to, like, watching the movies. But, like, I, I really... I don't remember it being so deeply romantic... <laughs> you know oh well uh moving on so next up on the list of books is new moon new moon was released on august 21st of 2006 and the description for the second novel is for bella swan there is one thing more important than life itself edward cullen but being in love with a vampire is even more dangerous than bella could have ever imagined Edward has already rescued Bella from the clutches of one evil vampire, but now their daring relationship threatens all that is near and dear to them. They realize their troubles may, <laughs> may be just beginning. 
Legions of readers entranced by the New York Times bestseller Twilight are hungry for a continuing story of star-crossed lovers, Bella and Edward. In New Moon, Stephanie Meyer delivers another insatiable combination of romance and suspense with a supernatural twist. Passionate, riveting, and full of surprising twists and turns, this vampire love saga is well on its way to literary immortality. That was actually a really good description. Um, I really love the second half of it. Uh, great. It didn't give away as much as – because, like, New Moon – I mean, when we're talking about New Moon, that – Edward was in it for – I think maybe two chapters, if that, like actual, actual Edward and not just like ghost Edward in Bella's mind. Like New Moon, New Moon was a, a Jacob book. That is where Team Jacob, there was not really any Team Jacob in Twilight, like book one. Team Jacob really came about in, in New Moon in book two. Um, let's see. Next, third book in the saga is Eclipse. <laughs> Eclipse was released on August 7th of 2007, and its description reads, As Seattle is ravaged by a string of mysterious killings and a malicious vampire continues her quest for revenge, Bella once again finds herself surrounded by danger. In the midst of it all, she is forced to choose between her love for Edward and her friendship with Jacob. Knowing that her decision has the potential to ignite an ageless struggle between vampire and werewolf. With her graduation quickly approaching, Bella has one more decision to make. Life or death. But which is which? Again, another excellent description. Didn't give a lot away. Uh, love it. Now the big one, <laughs> the last one, the one I remember being at the Barnes and Noble midnight release party of Breaking Dawn. There's only a few times that I have been at a Barnes and Noble like midnight release party. It was for Breaking Dawn, which was such a big deal. Like the Breaking or the the Breaking Dawn, the Barnes and Noble in my hometown of lovely Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Um was I'm like I can see it so there was oh, everything was decorated there was like food and drinks that were like vampire supernatural themed um we did a a scavenger hunt around Barnes and Noble that was all twilight themed there was twilight trivia I want to say there was a twilight costume contest I vaguely remember that it was a great time it was a great time. I the only other Barnes and Noble. I think I did two others. I think I did the release of Half Blood Prince for Harry Potter, and then the release of the last Harry Potter book. Which, I, honestly, sue me. The name is escaping me at this point in time of that last book. But the last two Harry Potter books I did midnight releases of, and then Breaking Dawn. I did midnight releases of as well. Uh, and for the Harry Potter ones, they did like the same thing. There was a costume contest, trivia, scavenger hunt, um, all that kind of stuff. And I remember, I remember, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here to talk about Harry Potter. Um, I got that last book and the midnight release party ended and I got in the car 
And I was like, mom, I'm going to start this tomorrow morning, but I just want to see what the last words in the book are. And I turned, I opened it up and I read those last two words at the very end of the the final Harry Potter book. And I was like, okay. And I like closed it, put it in my lap and like we drove home. <laughs> but I want to say my dad took me to the Breaking Dawn one, which honestly, Paul, props to you. Uh you're amazing. Um, I will never forget. Uh, I will never forget that. He also, my dad also took me to the midnight releases of um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith as well. So we were, we were just a nerdy family all around. Uh, and honestly, I'm here for it. Like my, I very, I remember very, very distinctly, um, my mom, when my mom's water broke with my baby sister, we were right in the middle of reading like chapter five or something of Chamber of Secrets. And I was like, you have to finish the chapter. (laughs) Like I have to know what happens. She's like, I have to go to the hospital. And I was like, no. And it, I, I had to wait. I had to wait like two or three days for her, for me to finally visit her in the hospital and then finish that chapter. I will never, I will never forget that, Emma. I will never forget that. That was, those were a rough few days because I really wanted to know, I <laughs> really wanted to know what happened. Um, but yeah. Okay. So moving on with Breaking Dawn. Let's see. Breaking Dawn was released on August 2nd of 2008. Um, And the description for this book, this is a long one, so buckle up, guys. Um, Okay. When you loved the one who was killing you, it left you no options. How could you run? How could you fight when doing so would hurt that beloved one? If your life was all you had to give, how could you not give it? If it was someone you truly loved, to be irrevoc- <laughs> sorry, irrevocably in love with a vampire, both in fantasy and nightmare, woven into a dangerously heightened reality for Be- Bella Swan. Pulled in one direction by her intense passion for Edward Cullen and in another by her profound connection with the werewolf Jacob Black, a tumultuous year of temptation, loss, strife have led her to the ultimate turning point. Her imminent choice to either join the dark but seductive world of immortals or to pursue her fully human life has become the thread from which the fates of two tribes hang. Now that Bella has made her decision, a startling chain of unprecedented events is about to unfold with potentially devastating and unfathomable consequences. Just when the frayed strands of Bella's Bella's life first discovered in twilight, then scattered and torn in new moon, and eclipse seemed ready to heal and knit together. Could they be destroyed forever? The astonishingly breathless, anticipated conclusion to the twilight saga Breaking Dawn illuminates the secrets and mysteries of this spellbinding romantic epic that has entranced millions. Huzzah. Um, now, Stephanie Meyer did release a few more side novels within the Twilight world. Those were Midnight Sun, The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner, and the Twilight graphic novel. Um, but they they came out slash 
became bigger after my fandom membership had already expired. Um, so they weren't really that interesting to me. I did read them, like all three of them. Um, I only own Midnight Sun. It's actually sitting, I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting on my my little ladder bookshelf. Um, but I, I won't be discussing those in this episode just because they didn't really have a big effect on um, me. And I kind of, I don't want to say they were like pointless, but I think they were a little pointless in my personal opinion. Um, okay, now on to the movies. This was the big thing. So I can still remember when I heard there was going to be a Twilight movie. It was like mid-2007. I was in the fourth grade. Um, and I had just, no, was I in fifth grade? I think I was in fifth grade in 2007. Um, and I had just finished reading Eclipse. Um, I was fully obsessed with the book series, fully obsessed. I didn't start reading them. I think until new moon came out, like when new moon came out, that's when I found out about twilight. So I read twilight, new moon, then I had to wait for Eclipse to come out, read Eclipse. Then we found out the movies were coming. So just the thought of it coming onto the big screen was like unreal for me. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, I was a fan of Harry Potter and I loved every single book, every single movie that that series had. But for some reason, this this book series was different for me. Um, and I don't I still to this day cannot figure out what exactly it was um, about it that made it so different for me or like that first kind of like big fandom that I was a part of. Um, but like this was Twilight. This was vampires. This was Edward Cullen. Um, Edward Cullen was like my first fictional character crush only after Luke Skywalker. But like that is a rabbit hole for like a different episode all on its own. Um, <laughs> but like this this was big like the fact that this world that I was like so obsessed with but was also more ingrained in reality I think than the Harry Potter series were was like life-changing for me I was like oh my god like <laughs> I could be Bella Swan <laughs> um uh, what a time what a time Middle school Maddie was something else. She was she was dramatic. Uh, <laughs> so Twilight the movie came out in theaters on November 21st, 2008. And it grossed over $7 million in ticket sales just from that midnight showing alone. Can you believe? That's insane. Just from a single night, $7 million. That's crazy to me. Um, I proudly was at the midnight showing at my hometown theater in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I remember very specifically, I was wearing my light wash denim flare jeans. I had on my white homemade Team Edward puffy paint t-shirt. I had my black zip up hoodie because uh, obviously movie theaters, they're cold. My brown Ugg boots Thank you very much. I will hold applause for later. Um, and my, again, homemade puffy paint Twilight tote bag that I made myself, even though I have zero artistic talent. Honestly, such a vibe. Such a vibe. I wish, 
I wish I had kept that shirt and that tote bag. I know I had them for like a really, really long time, like into high school. They were like in my memory box, but I think I got rid of them because they were taking up too much space. So unfortunately, I do not have those anymore, but here we are. Um, Okay. Next movie to be released was obviously New Moon. And this was released on November 20th, 2009, which was a very, very quick turnaround. I mean, to release a movie and then to release another movie almost a day and a year later, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, But we were thrilled. As a fandom, we were totally okay with it. So New Moon set the biggest midnight opening record in box office history. Um, It grossed. $26.3 million in 3,514 theaters across the globe. I'm sorry, that's domestic. Nope, that is just the United States and Canada. Insane in the membrane. Um, The record was previously held by Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. When that came out, um, that grossed $22.4 million domestically on its midnight premiere. Once again, I was at the midnight premiere for New Moon. Where else would I be? Um, It was great. Um, okay. Where was I? All right. Next up was Eclipse. Eclipse was released on June 30th of 2010. Um, and it set a new record for the biggest midnight opening in the United States and Canada in box office history. Once again, uh, and it grossed over $30.1 million in over 4,000 theaters domestically. So big deal, big deal. Uh, Twilight fans, we, we definitely show up. Uh, there is no stopping us. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we really know what's up, don't we? Uh, uh, yeah. And then the big thing happened. The big, the big thing. We learned that Breaking Dawn, the final chapter in the Twilight Saga, would be split up into two whole movies. Two movies. That means two more years of Twilight in theaters. Unbelievable. Uh, the fandom exploded. We were so excited. Break Dawn Part 1 was released on November 18th of 2011, uh, and it grossed uh, almost $2 million in North America. $2 million and change. <laughs> uh, oh, I lied. That's not correct. Uh, $281 million in North America. I did read that wrong. Um, And then Breaking Dawn Part 2 was released on November 16th of 2012. Um, And this earned uh, almost the same. Yep, pretty much the same. $29.2 million in North America. Um, And Breaking Dawn Part 2 was the sixth highest grossing film in the year 2012 and the highest grossing film of the Twilight series itself. So that was super fun. Now, when we're talking about Twilight, it's so funny how like Twilight was like not in 
any sphere of popular culture from the time that like the Breaking Dawn part two hype died to not even four days ago. Like obviously people sometimes still talk about Twilight. Like I would get the occasional Twilight TikTok, you know, of people like, oh my God, do you remember? And I'd be like, yes, I remember. Please don't remind me. That was a rough time in my life. Like, <laughs> um, It's just, it's so funny. It was so far removed from popular culture. And like fandoms, fandoms back in that like 2007 to 2012 era we're so, so different than they are now. We like didn't really have Tumblr. We did not have Instagram. I did not have a Twitter. Um, I also didn't have a Facebook because I was fifth grade, sixth grade back in like um, 2008, 2009. So the fandom, fandoms really were like sitting at your middle school lunch table and like gushing over these characters or the movie or um like like comparing or like co- the competition of well I love Edward Moore no I love Edward Moore like that definitely happened with a lot of my friend groups um I do very distinctly remember going to see Breaking Dawn part one I saw it on opening night with my dad Bless you, Paul. Um, And then I saw it again with a huge group of my middle school friends. Um, Middle school? Maybe that was freshman year of high school. No, yeah, that was definitely freshman year of high school. Uh, Going to see it with a group of my freshman year high school friends. And I had like – I was like, oh my gosh, the first time I saw this, I passed out because there was so much blood. And just like Bella – I pass out when I see blood, which was totally a lie. Totally a lie. I do not pass. I'm a lifeguard by career. I do not pass out when I see blood. I don't even get nauseous when I see blood. Like, I don't know why I thought that was like the cool thing to say or like pretend, but I was like, I'm just like Bella, which now thinking about it was not a great I did not want to be like I I do not want to be like Bella Swan. Bella Swan is a hot mess in so many different ways. <laughs> um but what I also think is in and this was a TikTok that I saw recently like this whole storyline from the beginning of Twilight to the end of Breaking Dawn was a matter of like two and a half years if that if that maybe it was only two like Bella Swan came in I think like a little bit into junior year and then Bella and Edward get married uh I want to say like a week after she graduates from high school and then she has a baby a whole ass baby like not even a month and a half, two months later. And Edward was gone. Edward was gone for almost six months in New Moon. So their relationship literally was 
a year and a half if we don't count the time where he was gone in New Moon. Like that's mind-boggling. And that's something that I definitely did not realize reading the books or watching the movies. But when this TikTok came on my For You page, I was like, oh, oh my God, what? No way. Like that is that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's just, it's something you don't think about, you know, like when you're so invested. Also when you're so young, as I don't, I don't think I would have realized that in middle school reading these books, but it was definitely something very funny. Um, now that I'm much, much older <laughs> and and I've watched these movies again and I've, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it more. But also these movies are so cringy now watching them and as like as an adult so cringy and I don't get that same cringe factor when I'm watching like the Harry Potters or even like the Hunger Games or Divergent things like that things that kind of like are in that same realm of fandom like I don't know I I don't know if it's the acting I don't know if it's the writing I don't know if it's the way it was shot or just the actors in general like dear god Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson had no clue what they were doing in these movies no, Twilight was a hot mess, hot mess, but is it's such a popular culture pinpoint, like such a popular culture pinpoint. And I think that is so incredibly funny, um, so incredibly funny. So like I've talked about, like my personal connection to Twilight it, it really, for me, it was that first fandom. Like I've said before, it was that first fandom. It really, it really threw me into the world of like book fandoms because after Twilight was definitely Hunger Games. I like was so invested in the Hunger Games series, the Divergent series, so invested in that, the City of Bones series, like these, these fantasy series that have these characters. That you're just like, I want to be I want to be these characters. I want to be Trish. You know, I I want to be Clary Frey. Like <laughs> I I I resonated so strongly with these strong female characters and these strong fantasy fandoms that it it really it really did shape me honestly into not just the person I am today, but also the nerd that I am today. Um and I, I, I do, I think I can appreciate them more now because of that, um, even though they are so incredibly cringy um, to watch and think about. Uh, but like, it, it's so funny thinking about how I was when these books and movies were coming out. Like, like I said earlier, the puffy paint shirts and tote bags, um, from a hot topic I bought, I very, very distinctly remember owning the, um, the twilight hot topic jacket that was like kind of screen accurate from the say it, you're a vampire scene, like the blue one with all the buttons and the hood. And then I also had the new moon jacket um from when she was earlier on i think it's the new moon jacket from when she was in the forest and edward leaves her i think that's the jacket um i remember trying to find clothing 
that looked like what Bella wore. Like I, <laughs> the headbands, the middle part with the the thin pokey headband, I would do that all the time. Like it was just, it was so funny. I had framed pictures that I printed out from my dad's computer, uh, like like the cast photo shoots. I had those in these hand painted frames around. I didn't have family pictures in my room. No, 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 no. I had computer paper printed cast photo shoots in frames painted around my room. I wasn't, I was crazy. I was absolutely crazy. Like, I don't know what, I, I don't think I wrote Twilight fan fiction. I do know that I wrote David Archuleta fan fiction, which is like a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> but I definitely read Twilight fan fiction for sure. Um, so, 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 so funny. Um, <laughs> but like back in the day, you didn't have like, you, you know, you barely got merchandise for like movies. You know, there was no Funko Pops. There was no Etsy stores. Um, there was none of that. There was none of that. And so it was really just kind of like what, what you found and what you made, um, which I think is so, so fun to think about now when, you know, we're looking at fandoms nowadays and like, there's so much, there is so much to do. Yeah. We had comic cons and everything back then, but like I was too young to be going to that. And I don't think that twilight was even big at comic con. Like I don't remember them ever. Maybe they went to the first one, but like that just wasn't, Fandoms have changed so much since I was in the Twilight fandom. Like, it's so funny to me. Um, my Eclipse, my Eclipse book has I I tabbed with like those those um, Bic like clear with the color on the side uh, sticky tabs that you use in textbooks. I <laughs> I tabbed all my favorite parts in Eclipse and wrote in pen on the colored part that sticks out from the edge of the book, the, just like a word relating to what that, that scene from the book was so that I could flip to it and read it. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's so funny. It's so, 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 so funny thinking about it now, just how invested I was. Uh, and the whole Team Edward, Team Jacob thing, that too is still so funny to me to this day. Um, man, the amount of lunchroom arguments that I got into about how I was so incredibly set on being Team Edward was hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. Um, and now all of this is becoming cool again. Like, it's so funny, but it's also so funny to me that like kids now are watching these movies and they're like, were y'all okay? And we're like, no, we are, we were not okay at all. We were insane back then. Insane. Like <laughs> when I hear decode by Paramore, I am instantly triggered instantly triggered 
oh my God. Like <laughs> the amount of times, the amount of times I listened to those soundtracks, very specifically that first, the Twilight soundtrack was I think all I played for at least four months straight. I could probably recite to you every single word of every single one of those songs. It's it's so funny to me. And I like, there was one time I went to go see Twilight. It was like a few months into it being released in the theaters. And obviously like everyone was so obsessed with it. But I had a notepad with me and I would write down the song and then the scene that it was in order so that when I went home, I could order it like make the make my playlist on my iTunes desktop in the order that it was in the movie. Why? Why did I do that? I have absolutely no idea. But all of this is becoming cool again. And I find it so funny. Um, <laughs> so I I posted about this episode on my social medias. Um, kind of just asking people to talk to me about their experience in the Twilight fandom. Um, cause I, I, besides how, like talking about how it shaped my life, I really, I wanted to see if other people had similar, um, like similar experiences to me with this fandom. Um, I didn't get that many responses, which is totally okay. Totally fine. I would love some more for later uh, episodes. That would be great, guys. Um, but I will read off these two comments that I got um, from my friends that uh, work with the UUOP. Um, I said it was going to be anonymous, but my friend Jacqueline, like, <laughs> let me just read her comment. <laughs> Um, I have no shame. It does not need to be anonymous. I read Twilight when I was going through a hard time in my life, and it reminded me to embrace the dorky things that make me happy. Through the books and movies, I met some awesome women and made some lifelong friends. Most importantly, Joni Griswold, which is one of my other friends from the UOP. Um, we met during Twilight-related shenanigans, and my life would never be the same. I found my twin flame, my best friend, my sister. It wasn't just the books and the movies. It was the fandom and connecting with other women. And then my friend Joni responded to it and was like, yes, with a bunch of S's. I read all four books in seven days as soon as the last book was released. I ignored all housework and adult responsibilities and maybe even my children. I was at the midnight premieres of every movie except one where Jacqueline and I went to the early premiere in Nashville. Robert Pattinson was filming another movie here in Chattanooga after Twilight. Um, <laughs> I may have watched from a few feet away while he drank at a local bar. Dude, that's sick. I love that. Um, I may have hung around and watched from several, <laughs> several different filming locations as well as his hotel. I loved his weird, unique, untypical awkwardness. Of course, others mocked me for being part of the Twilight fandom, but truly enjoyed the series. No shame here. I I adore you two so much. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it really was like, it was such a big thing. It was such a big thing. Like I, to this day, like, I would still love to go visit Forks, Washington. Like I remember when Forks, Washington like blew up every, I mean, 
people were going to visit everywhere. Like all the filming locations, especially Forks, Washington. And like now Forks, Washington is like thriving off of the Twilight fandom tourists that are still going to this day, which to me is crazy. Like y'all really be doing the most. Um, but it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I could talk about fandoms forever and I have a podcast now, so I, I can, I can talk about whatever fandom I want to, uh, super pumped. Um, and there is, now that I've talked about it a little bit, there is so much more to the fandom world. And I, I really, I do think that this Twilight fandom really, it started what was to become with book to movie series um, and the people who followed it. Like I said, Hunger Games, I think was very close after Twilight. Um, Divergent. There was a lot of vampire, like so many vampire spinoff books after Twilight because everyone wanted to get in on that vampire hype. They were like, this is what's selling. This is what we're going to we're going to market and it's going to be great. Those tweens are going to go crazy for it. Um, and, and we got so much. We, I mean, here we are now in 2021, still talking about Twilight, which to me is insane. Uh, and there, and there is so much more to talk about the movies. There's so much more. The, the very distinct lighting packages in all the different movies, the music in all the different movies, um, the acting choices and the costuming, and then how that costuming turned into this marketing frenzy. Like, Hot Topic would never be the same after Twilight came through. Um, I wanted so badly to own like Alice's, Alice and Rosalie's, um, like Cullen Crest jewelry. I wanted all of that. Absolutely all of it. Like, oh man, what a good time. And, and there is, there is so much. I, I mean, I could probably get my film professor from Valencia on here to talk about like the filmmaking aspect of Twilight and it could be a two-hour episode. Like, there's so much to talk about. Um, But as far as popular culture around Twilight and, like, my personal connection to it and how the fandom really did shape my life and others, like, I think I covered it. I think I covered most of it. Um, This was a great time. Uh, (laughs) And I, you know, more to come. So much more to come. (laughs) All right, friends, this has been super fun. And I am beyond thrilled that that like this little dream of mine has finally become a reality. I hope y'all enjoyed listening to episode one. And I hope y'all are so excited for what is to come with Mayo Radio. Uh, Like I said, the next few episodes will probably be Marvel-based, talking with some of my friends about the Loki series, uh, the Black Widow movie, and potentially WandaVision. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes up, how people's schedules are, uh, the interest level there is, things like that. Um, I haven't set up any social media for the podcast yet, simply because I don't know if I want to, just because it is my podcast. So, like, 
I might as well just use my social media, you know, to market it. So if you want, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. They're the same handles for both. I'm very active um, on both as well. And that is mwillette139, spelled M-O-U-E-L-L-E-T-T-E-139. Once again, that is for Instagram and Twitter. Definitely message me topics that you're interested in or any suggestions about the show, about podcasting, all of that. I love talking to people. Um, Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Um, All right. I think that is going to do it. Thank you all so incredibly much for listening to episode one of Mayo Radio. Um, And as the great Anthony Mackie would say, cut the check. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to Mayo Radio. Um, Current music is from pixelbay.com. And cover artwork for the podcast will be coming very, very soon. And all opinions are mine. (laughs) I don't represent the brand or the company of anyone or anything that I am talking about. Thank you so much, guys. Stay tuned for the next one. Bye.